Welcome to the CIBC Private Wealth Management Advisor Podcast. We all know the world of investment is more than just gains and losses, highs and lows. The numbers show us the results, but what we're really looking at is an intricate series of actions and decisions made by individual people. People who have inherent biases, are fueled by emotion, and make mistakes. That's why behavioral finance can help us understand a little more about the way things work. We spoke with Morgan Housel, an expert on studying behavior in finance. Housel is a partner at the Collaborative Fund, former columnist at the Wall Street Journal, and analyst at The Motley Fool. What is behavioral finance? Why does it matter? When you're talking about investing, when people are dealing with money, I've always viewed that investing is not just the study of finance. Investing is uh, the study of how people behave with money. It's a study of the decisions that people do with their money. And that extends way far beyond how finance is traditionally thought of, which is a series of formulas and math equations that, uh, you know, is, is very numerical based. But I've always viewed investing and just money in general, you know, when it gets down to personal finance and budgeting, I've always viewed as much more just a study of how people think about risk, how people think about incentives, how people deal with uncertainty. Um, and so that is, a, you know, those are not analytical concepts. Those are all behavioral concepts. I think we just have to view how people make investing decisions through a much broader lens than a traditional finance book would typically frame it as. And what's an example of how you might apply this kind of thinking to analyze past events, say, to the 2008 crisis? For me, the biggest explanation for the financial crisis was just that all of the incentives were in place during the run-up. And everyone from homeowners to mortgage brokers to regulators to investment bankers and investors, everyone had this incentive where they were pretty much making money. And the mortgage brokers were obviously making a ton of money. The banks were making a ton of money. And if you were a homeowner and your house went up 30% per year, even if you thought it was ridiculous, even if you thought it was not justified, you still loved it. It still felt great to you. So you had all these incentives in place. And since basically everyone had those incentives, everyone was making money, everyone was doing well, it just kept going and going and going. And I think that just fundamental aspect of human behavior, when you have incentives in place, even if everyone knows that the system is, uh, is heading in the wrong direction and that we're building up what is, uh, what is clearly a bubble, if people's incentives are in place, it's going to keep going. It's very difficult for anyone you know, if you are uh, if you are a mortgage broker and you're making a million dollars a year, it's very difficult for that person to say, "I'm not going to make mortgages anymore because these loans these, because these loans are low quality." Like people just don't behave like that. So I think there are there there is a lot that's changed since the financial crisis. But the fundamental aspects of people responding to incentives that are in their favor is never going to go away. And, and, and because of that, I think the boom-bust nature of economies will always be around. And when it comes to thinking about your own finances, what behavior may position you to be best suited to succeed in the long run? Housel recommends keeping things very simple. So is boring finance good finance? It should be, yeah. And I think really why that is in investing is because what the, the, the variable that's going to matter most is how long you can stay invested for. You know, what, what is your time horizon? If you can stay invested for 10 or 20 or 30 years or more, then pretty much the, the, the stock selections that you make, the investment selections that you make, um, you know, start to matter less over time. And really what matters is how long can you compound for? So if you just think of endurance and longevity as the most important variable, then the question becomes, how can you stay invested? How can you give yourself endurance? 
And one of the main ways that people can do that in investing is by giving themselves fewer knobs to fiddle with, fewer dials to turn in their investment portfolio. Because the more dials you have to turn, the more you're going to complicate things, the more likely you are to say, no, I should sell this and buy this, and maybe this is scaring me, and all oh, this didn't work, so maybe I don't know what I'm doing, and I should get out and wait until something else happens. Versus if you just keep it as simple as you can, as you possibly can, and you give yourself fewer decisions to make, then you really can focus on endurance and time horizon, which is going to be the most important variable that's going to matter over time. One major factor that tends to influence people's decisions is politics. What should we be aware of when it comes to keeping an eye on both our investments and the current political environment? Politics is obviously very emotional for people.、Um, you know, particularly the people who like to talk about politics tend to have very strong views about what they think is right or wrong, and so I think they just inherently connect their politics to their economics, and it just becomes like a, a free for all for confirmation bias that people take what they want to believe in politics, what they deeply believe about politics, and they start tying it. They start trying to draw patterns. With what's going on in the economy and the stock market, one of the, the hardest but most important skills in investing is staying unemotional about your investment decisions and your investing outlooks and what's going on in the world. And one of the, the greatest ways that you can become very, very emotional in investing is to start tying what's going on into the economy into within your own political beliefs. Very, very difficult to stay rational, and this goes for for both sides. This is not a Democrat Republic thing. I think. Just extreme views in any direction severely limit your ability to look at the economy, the stock market, and your own personal finances in an objective way. More on this and other topics in the latest edition of CIBC Private Wealth Management's Advisor. Find it on privatewealth.us.cibc.com. CIBC Private Wealth Management includes CIBC National Trust Company, CIBC Delaware Trust Company, and CIBC Private Wealth Advisors Incorporated, all of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of CIBC Private Wealth Group LLC and the Private Wealth Division of CIBC Bank USA. All of these entities are wholly owned subsidiaries of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only, and the material presented should not be construed as an offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. Contents expressed are current as of the date of this publication and may change without notice.